welcome back everybody to three men and their babies three dads three very different scenarios here with adam and benny hello boys how we doing yep slightly sunburned but otherwise good oh yeah me too that's because you guys are not only are you weak genetically with your um, affliction towards hay fever but you also have pale skin unlike me tanned godly man Thank God no, man. mine was standing outside in a queue for ice cream at our local, like, big ice cream dairy farm place for half an hour on a bank holiday Monday. That's where mine came from. Plus, I've got a massive schnoz. So, <laughs> regardless of Aurora hat or not, that sticks out a mile. That's always the first <laughs> thing to burn, isn't it? The nose and the ears for me is always the first thing to yeah, go. Yeah, nose, ears, testicles, <laughs> then my knees and shins. <laughs> I've got to stop wearing those really, really hot pants tight shorts. <laughs> he loves short shorts. Benny, have you got then, because you oh. because you tan, Benny, do you have any kind of Southern European lineage where the sun doesn't kind of well, get to well, you? Just kind of bron- it just kind of bronzes you. Well, I know. Like, um, when like we were in the midst of the first lockdown, I did a um, like Ancestry.com like, search in the, the background of at least the father's side of my family. I didn't get that far. But they're literally all from um, all from Kent. My granddad, my granddad Bob, was like the first person to move out of Bishop Stortford, like out of his line of family. Like he broke a two hundred year long tradition of living. Like uh, it's a little hamlet just outside of Bishop Stortford. So again, not that I know of. But all my family just like we tan easily. We go like proper dirty brown. I don't have. Maybe it's because you're so hairy, Benny. The hair and the close, thick, like packedness of the hair. Filters the uh, the UV rays out, scatters them, makes well, Freya, them less harmful. Freya's got this affliction now. She is, she will be both hairy and dirty brown for her entire life. <laughs> Poor Freya. She didn't come out of like that hole. Malteser that's rolled along the floor after <laughs> it's been in someone's mouth. <laughs> Good news this week, though, is that I actually got to meet one of the inspirations for this show as my wife and my daughter took the trip all the way down to close to the far east coast of this country, a good four and a half hour journey for us to meet baby Freya. And I can confirm that this baby is beautiful and lovely. And my daughter took an instant liking. And I'm now concerned that my daughter wants to have as many children as possible by the time she's about <laughs> 25. Very concerning. Very concerning. It was like a dog with a bone. That my daughter just kept would not let anyone else have a look or play or touch or like no you can't hold her, and then a second like as soon as me and my wife picked up Freya it was can I hold her again can I hold her can I hold yeah. her so like, Christ all it was right, cute you know it was very cute and it was nice to see where you uh, where you live Benny I've never been you've been to mine plenty of times I've never been down that way to mm-hmm. to see where you live and it was a really nice time a good day was had by all as I feel we encroached Taking on your fresh entire day. Air. Yeah, that was very true. Good to get some sea air <laughs> into my lungs instead of like Mersey air up here, which is kind of also kind of partially brown. <laughs> no, it was really, it was really good time. Like um, Blossom was really happy to see it, really happy to see Georgia, and like it was so cute the way Georgia just took to little Freya. Like she, in, she instantly wanted to have a go with her, and I was happy to oblige as long as she was you know, confident in how to hold her. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Is always the kind of. I don't know, you have to kind of impart that thing onto children. That kind of, okay, the second there's even the slightest issue, tell me immediately. 
do not try and fix because at one point Freya, Freya's head was just resting on the cushion so Georgia had her arm resting on a cushion and she kind of moved her arm a bit and then Freya's, Freya's head was resting on the cushion it was perfectly fine perfectly comfortable because I made sure I kept an eye on Georgia and Freya the whole time but Georgia sort of started to kind of maneuver and I said wait 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 no don't do that you need to move around let me move her for you I'll pick her up I'll take care of her so you've just got to be you do always have to be wary of children looking after babies, basically. Yeah. But it was fine. It was yeah. a. Uh, it was very sweet to see. No, her confidence was really like good to see. Uh, and then she'll like when she grows up, she'll learn that you can literally just throw them around like I do without any care in the world. <laughs> Adam, how have you been, mate, over the past the past week or so? I've been perfectly fine. It's a. It's gone nice sunny week. It's half term. Lockdown's pretty much lifted. So. There's lots of people around, which is annoying, <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, it, when, when it is beautiful weather, you kind of forgive that a bit, you know, just out a lot, which is good. And like I say, getting tanned, topping up my, my shoe tan, where you can see the distinct tan line on my feet as to how far my, uh, my summer shoes go. My little summer plimsolls that I wear <laughs> in this weather. So yeah, it's it's been all quiet on my front. You know, it's half term, so the kids have been getting off school all right. My lad's not very well. He's come down with suspected tonsillitis, but you know he's pulling oh, through. Sucks. Yeah, but especially like right on the bank holiday weekend oh, as well. Oh yeah, my but to be fair, apart from just having a sore throat, he's doing exactly what he would have done during half term anyway, which is sitting in, in his pants playing his Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> so there's living no the difference dream. for him. Fuck, he's living the dream. Exactly. I'm so jealous. <laughs> Lucky bastard. <laughs> Do- if you're tonsillitis, doctors would always say eat ice cream, loads of ice lollies, plenty of ice cold drinks, all that kind of thing. And then. Years later, I heard that doctors now recommended eating things to aggravate the tonsils so that they're inflamed, so it's easier for them to kind of see the right course of action should be. So like, has he got kind yeah. of any guidance or anything, or is it just kind of get on with it and take some painkillers? No, he's got penicillin, so just to fight off any infection, but he's, he doesn't show all the symptoms. Gets that from his mum. His mum came down with tonsillitis like at the drop of a hat, and didn't show like all the spots on her tonsils and things like that. So yeah, she really struggled with that when she was younger. So it looks like she he's been cursed with those genes from her, unfortunately. So uh, yeah, he's uh, he seems to be pulling through. He's been sending me a lot of memes today, and he's been making like emojis out of or of some of the uh, like cartoon characters he likes from things like Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and American Dad is a big one that he's into at the moment. So he certainly seems to be quite chipper. He was yelling. I went round to see him the other day, and he was yelling abuse at one of his friends playing uh, Star Wars Battlefront on his Xbox. So he's <laughs> he's very just normal, you know. It's it's just he gets to eat more ice cream than he normally would, so it's all good. Were you That's challenging so um, Daniel's friend to one v one you on the uh, Star Wars Battlefront? <laughs> <laughs> What's the equivalent like, yeah, of Rust and Star Wars Battlefront? This is, yeah. yeah, exactly. Shipment. If there was, that'd be amazing. <laughs> 1v1 me and Tatooine, like, bro. Yeah, <laughs> one's a Jedi, one's a Sith. Proper lightsaber battle. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> 1v1 me, bro. 
<laughs> right, I got a, I got a question right because Tremors is on Netflix, and I think who was I talking to Tremors? Anyway, I can't remember. Tremors is one of my all time favorite films ever. I think it's fantastic. It's it's maybe the greatest B movie ever made, and it's one of the greatest monster movies yeah. ever made. It's a fantastic movie, and I was wondering because obviously George is now asked to start watching scary films or scarier films and i showed a psycho as we discussed on here and it went okay so i was thinking about well i don't just want to show a uh, kind of slow paced suspense i want to sometimes show her other things do you think she'd be okay with tremors yeah i mean tremors came out in 1990 yeah so i was like eight or nine when i saw it yeah me too that's what i was thinking yeah i mean the best bit in it is the funniest bit in it because it's it's quite comedic and it's the bit where the tremor crashes through the bunker wall exactly and the two survivalists just go absolutely ape shit just blow it apart with all of their weapons that they've got stored in that bunker and that is that's not formative but it's something that she'll always remember but i tried to get my kids to watch it and they just weren't interested so i don't know if it's because it's quite dated now i guess i what i literally watched it again about a week ago as soon as i saw it was as soon as i saw it was on netflix I think she'd be okay with it. Okay, we're going to try and watch Tremors. I'll report back on how my Tremors watching has gone. There yeah. you go. <laughs> Tremor watch. Tremor. <laughs> did we you, get did a you watch a Tremor update? <laughs> yeah, now there's no baby update. <laughs> we need um, air horns and fucking rave music for Tremor update. Yeah. <laughs> did either of you watch Chernobyl on, when it was on Sky? No. No, I've got it recorded ready to watch, but I've not watched it. Oh, I'm surprised. No, it's factual, not fictional. So I'm not that interested. Yeah, but dude, I mean, I guess you know all about it. I mean, to be fair, all right. Actually, no, I'll rewind that back. I was going to say, I guess you know all about it anyway, but there were things about it that I didn't know that I learned from watching the show. And it taught me something about... It taught me a few things about it that made me realise that how much of a disaster it actually was. I think it was the world's first Category 7, I think is the highest rated, Category 7 nuclear disaster, until the um, yeah. the one at Fukushima in Japan after the uh, tsunami. But I didn't yeah. realise how bad it was and how much worse it could have been. The fact that they were days away from reactors, the other three reactors, also exploding in the same way. I had, and I had no idea about yeah. that until I watched the show. But Sarah watched, I got Sarah to watch it. And I, I try to always impart kind of a sense of what she's going to watch onto her by using IMDb ratings. Because okay. <laughs> it's the only thing I can think of where I can't say, I think it's good. Because you're not know my wife's like. That doesn't mean anything to her. She doesn't trust me. I don't blame her, by the way. You know, I've lied to her before about things like that. No, this isn't scary. Of course it isn't. You know, and then she wakes up in the middle of the night screaming and stuff, and that's fine. <laughs> but I tried. To, I I explained that Chernobyl is the second highest rated thing on IMDb in history. Any film, any TV show, it's the second highest. It's it's nine point four out of ten from over half a million um, ratings. So I just yeah. said to her, "Well, I think you'd watch it. It's amazingly." I I I thought it was the best thing I watched all year. I was completely gripped the entire time. An amazing, an amazing piece of, of television. It's, I mean, I would strongly recommend you both watch it because I think it's, 
it might, like I said before, I think there are things that maybe you should watch. Chernobyl, to me, is one of those recent things. Okay, I'm now putting that on the list. Along with a film like Parasite, I think everybody should watch Parasite. Mm. You know, to me, Chernobyl is in that way. So Sarah watched it, and I said to her, so what, you know, what, you know, the classic. So what did you think then? And she just went, yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? I was like, oh. <laughs> I was gutted. I was so sad. I was so sad because I was, and this was leading on to the question, was that why do we care sometimes if something you love, other people don't love it? Why do we care? Everybody has their own opinions. And I'm the first person to say, I don't care. Do what you want. Think your own thoughts. I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. As long as you don't hurt me or my wife or my kid, I don't care. Go nuts. Do your own thing. Yeah, sometimes a Sarah watches something on TV or listens to a piece of music and I go, isn't that unbelievable? And she goes, ah, it was all right. I just feel like, I feel like it's my child and they've like, they just that's my dreams. Like, why do we do that? It reminds me of when I um, showed Blossom uh, Mad Max Fury Road for the first time quite early on in our relationship and that was a make or break time right then because if she didn't like that, it was going to be the end of us because that's the best movie ever made. In your face, Parasite. Um... <laughs> but she did enjoy it, thank Christ, and as a result, we're still together and now have a baby. So yeah, that's all good. But she is like it, it's, very, she's a very critical person, especially when it comes to comedy. Like I like things like um, Brooklyn Nine Nine is the best one. Like I enjoy that show immensely, and oh, it's so good. She can't stand it. She can't stand it. She says, "I don't what? understand why this is funny. I don't get why this is funny." She says that about a lot of things, and you yeah. know, it's, it's, it can be quite grating, but. I love her, so I can put up with it. You know what I mean? But yeah, Mad Max was like a real defining moment in our relationship. And The Princess Bride as well, which was a close second to Mad Max. But she actually quite liked that as well. I don't know. I, I'm quite the contrarian. Not on purpose. I just don't enjoy things that are hyped up a great deal. If I ever watched The Wire... I would be disappointed, so I'm never <laughs> going to watch The Wire. Because everyone says The Wire is fantastic, it's and I'll real... watch it, and I won't think it's fantastic, <laughs> oh, so I won't watch it. It like, cannot live up Breaking to all Bad. the expectations everyone... that's been raised to it. No, exactly. Everyone's rated Breaking Bad. I barely managed to get past the first series without going, okay, so it's just more of this bullshit, is it? <laughs> it's, it would be the same with Chernobyl. It's like, okay, yeah, it, it's got some really great acting talent and it's got really good like set design and cinematography but is it any different from what I could just read about in a book about Chernobyl and I've never once been interested about reading a book about Chernobyl so why would I watch a TV show about it give me something fictional like set in a world that doesn't exist where we can explore different ideas not I'll just go over shit that's happened and go, that was bad, wasn't it? Could have been worse, though. But guess what? It fucking wasn't. So let's not worry about it. it could have been worse because it wasn't. This happened. Give me a fictional piece that shows, well, it could have been worse. And actually, then it did go worse. And this is what happened when it went worse. That's what I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> okay, hang on. There's lots to unpack here. Climb, climb down from that soapbox, please, Adam. Yeah. Do you know what it do you know what it was about Chernobyl? It was the fact that like I said, I mean all the Oh god. And I don't know if you'd appreciate this more, Adam, being somebody who's university trained in sort of film <laughs> studies and direction and mise en scène yeah. and all those things. <laughs> and it surprises me that you don't then watch some things and think, wow, 
I mean, the fact they actually made this is impressive as hell. And the, the you know, like the set designs or the way it's shot or all that kind of thing, it's, that does kind of surprise me from a, a, from a, there, a factual standpoint, I'll say. There are some things that I do and, and I go mad for, but it's when, again, it's set in a fictional world, but based on something that's kind of factual and spins out from there. Like, the fact that they can find a load of props from the 1960s, or 70s, whenever Chernobyl happened. It was 67 or something, wasn't it? 86, uh, but carry on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a year before us. fine. <laughs> well, there we go. Don't even care about Chernobyl that much. Uh, all right, they can find a load of props from the 80s. I mean, that's not hard. You can go to most seaside towns in Britain. And people still dress like it's the eighties, so that that isn't a huge thing for me. Oh, I was like, oh yeah, the mise en scène of the eighties. Well done, you've just like dug out some props <laughs> from BBC Pebble Mill. Well done. But if it then goes from that and goes right, this is where the eighties could have headed. Let's build on that, but make it like a present day or a near future. Like it's a show on uh, Netflix called Maniac. Which builds on that. It's it's what they call cassette punk. So it's all like that kind of like plastic silver tape decks and stereo systems and all of that kind of technology that was very futuristic in the eighties, but in the present day and it's been built on. And it looks amazing. The set design is fantastic. It's got real links to things like Alien and Aliens, like how the sets looked in there and how they envisaged the future would be using like 1980s technology where it was then. That, to me, is really impressive because that requires thought and artistic license and creativity, not just, I'm going to have a look through the 1986 archive version of the uh, Argos catalogue and see, like, oh, look, everyone loved horse brasses. Let's get some horse brasses from storage and stick them up on this set. That, that to me, isn't that impressive. I don't know. Maybe, that, like I say, I'm quite contrarian and curmudgeonly with stuff like that. That's so interesting. <laughs> That's so interesting. So does it, like, if it's anything kind of based on a true story, like historical, you're just kind of like, meh, I could just read about it. Is that yeah. kind of what it is? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I just don't find it interesting because... It's the real world. Like, even if it was the real world, but in like medieval days, it's still the real world. The real world is fucking boring. I would rather watch a documentary I... oh my about... God. I would rather watch a documentary that explores the real world and just goes, this is how it is. Or watch a like a historian from the British Mu- like National Museum go, right, so Henry VIII, this is his life story and go through actual facts rather than see interpretation of the facts. Like the Tudors, boring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that, that wolf guy that was on, which was just a guy walking around like an old hall in a red hat, just like going, oh, isn't it bad being a monk in this day and age? Boring. Cadfile, no, no thanks. Heartbeat, no thanks. All of that is just old, boring, real-world stuff. And all it does is it just it caters for specific people who like that. And that's fine that they like that, but I also like things that aren't in the real world. I prefer fiction, fictional worlds. But I, okay, 
I don't think I've ever disagreed with you so much in my entire life, but <laughs> <laughs> to say the real world is boring is one of the most <laughs> ridiculous things I've ever heard, ever. Like, no, the thing with the thing with the TV show Chernobyl to... is, is that there's no, ah, well, here's what we think happened, but no, it's all completely factual. There's not yeah, like exactly. a, there's no directional license or... Well, there is. And that's what... Of course there is. With anything like that, of course there is. Otherwise, it would be a documentary. What is the point in just getting people reading out, like, transcripts of telephone calls, but acting them out as if they're the same person? You may as well be watching a documentary about it. Why go to the effort of getting these really highly skilled actors, these fantastic directors, the set designers, the musicians, everything like that, if all of it is going to be 100% factual. I guess if there was no like directorial license, it would just be literally CCTV of like the whole thing. Yeah. From start to exactly. finish. And, and it definitely wouldn't be six, ep- six hour long episodes long or however long it is. Yeah. You, you may as well just get like, hire an actor just to be sitting in front of a white wall that, where they occasionally play pictures behind him of what's going on. Just reading, right now Jeff said this, blah, 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 blah. Now, Igor said this on the phone. Ooh, not Igor. I bet he was to blame for the, the leakage in the containment chamber. <laughs> what have you? I would rather, like, when compared to, you know, the tropes of things like, oh, Star Wars, Westworld, fucking whatever that space police thing was that Jim Henson was involved in in the early 90s. <laughs> Anything like that compared to let's act out a a fucking broad church. Let's act out a murder that could be happening right now. No, that's dull and boring because that shit happens. I read about it in the news. I see it on the telly, like in the news. I don't want to sit and be depressed about it. Just relive stuff that is happening to people in the real world. I want escapism. I don't want people's different versions of real life stuff. That's my rant. <laughs> I've also don't think I've ever heard you that impassioned about anything before in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've I think since I've known you now for more than twenty years, I think that's the most impassioned I've ever heard you talk about anything. And it all started I'm with have you seen Chernobyl? <laughs> I feel like I'm defending myself. When, no, when you say, oh, they, that's the least I've ever agreed with you. That's like, well, fuck you. This is why I'm right. <laughs> no, neither of, us, neither of us are right. I'm more right, no, exactly. but whatever, that's fine. Let's not talk about that. But you put it after your entire, after you climbed up onto your lectern and thumped your fist on the piece of paper in front of you and said, this is what's happening. I do believe that the last, how many words it was that you said, was summed up perfectly. You prefer escapism. That's that's yeah. perfect. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I think to say, I think to say, the real world is boring. The real world is boring. It's so. I'm <laughs> sorry. The it's not. real world no, it is fucking dull. Because it's fascinating. You live it. It's fascinating. No, it isn't. No, it you're is talking dull. about going it's... to the shops. Yeah, that's boring. boring. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's boring. I'm on about, oh, I live in a seaside town and some kid got murdered and we found him on the bottom of a cliff. Let's find out which paedophile did it. That's boring. <laughs> that is dull fucking shit. Like, I can agree that's boring. Unless he's got... Oh, it turns out they're robo-paedophiles. 
<laughs> and actually, this is all a simulation for someone who's in hypersleep in space. Yeah, give me that. I want to learn more about it. No, oh no, it turns out it was just depressing child death. I really liked Broadchurch. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was quite good. I thought the meat on Sam was fabulous. Whatever. <laughs> no, but you're, the issue is is that you're just encompassing the entire planet into yeah, it's boring. I am. You've got it is boring. your brain has a Netflix plus minus. So this show is either thumbs up or thumbs down. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Where's there's no middle no. ground. It's like no, there is no middle ground. Let me think. Hang on. What's your show? There is, there what's is a show a, I don't right? like on Netflix. No. Like, Netflix, right? Only has two buttons, so there is no middle ground. Yeah, that's right. If it had like a, a middle thumb, then yeah, maybe the some shows would be all right. Yeah. So your brain is if the Netflix a, review system. That's what it is. <laughs> Well, basically, yeah. When because we're talking you're about saying, TV shows and films, it I'm is. Saying, I'm <laughs> saying the real world isn't boring, but you're saying... Oh, the real world is boring. Going to the shops is I boring, don't... yet childbirth, also boring. Childbirth is space boring flight, it happens to boring. people I don't care about. Space flight, space boring. Space flight is boring, to a degree. <laughs> Going to the moon is because boring. <laughs> what, what? No, 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 no. Right? What impact does that have on you, directly, as an individual? Other than going, wow, isn't it amazing that those people are going up in space? And the advancements that that will cause for us as a species. But, alright, oh, fucking SpaceX are going up again. Let's watch that live stream on YouTube. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they're up. Yeah, the rocket's down. Okay. That's boring. When you're not working on it and you're not directly linked to it, it gets boring. It's not a new thing anymore. But what about the things that are new? There are no things that are new, though. Self-driving cars, like touchscreen phones. In our lifetime, touchscreen phones are now a thing. Yeah. When they first touch, happened, you were like, what? Touchscreen systems my have my been voice. around since boring. before I was born. Touchscreen systems have been around since before I was born. It's no new invention. All they did was put it on a phone. That's all they did. And guess what? Fucking Star Trek did that years before. So, yeah, I'd rather watch Escapism. And then when the world finally catches up, it's like, yeah, seen it. It's not new anymore. <laughs> so, no. The world is boring. That's why escapism and escapist fiction exists. That's why books exist. It's why video games exist. It's why paintings exist. Because it's representations that can be based on reality, but recreating that world. Because seeing the world as it is, is boring. <laughs> Do you know what the issue is though, right? Right. <laughs> if you lived on a spaceship somewhere, like in the outer edges of the galaxy, millions of light years from Earth, you'd be like, oh, fucking hell. I'm still in this fucking spaceship. This is boring. I wish I was on Earth. That's different. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not, though. I am stuck on Earth. So to me, that's exciting. If, if, I, if I was on fucking orbiting Uranus in, in a, a pod <laughs> and I was listening to this podcast, As I'd I'm be going, sure you wish fucking you Chernobyl, I can't wait to see Chernobyl when I get home and learn all about how Russians neglected their state infrastructure. Who fucking Ray? <laughs> That's so interesting. The thing is, that's in fiction. I will happily watch documentaries. Like, I happily watch documentaries with people traveling around the world and experiencing different cultures. I, I was a big fan you mean of boring the documentary. Cultures. It, yeah, <laughs> but I was a big fan of uh, Coast. That was great. It was just some guys walking around the coast of Britain. 
and just go, oh, did you know what? They, they used to be like a forest here, but now there isn't. But sometimes you can see bits of wood sticking up when the seas retreat, <laughs> which we have here in Lincolnshire, where I live. <laughs> that that's me. That's oh, that is interesting. <laughs> or like the old. Like, that's Michael on the planet. You just said the, the entire world days. is boring. <laughs> no, no, is no, 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 no. I said in in fiction, right? I don't want to see fiction of shit that happens in real life. I don't care about the wire. I don't care about cops in in America doing drug busts and stuff because they do that. That's fine. I don't want to watch that for 29 hours just for the first series. It's just not a good way I want to spend my life hang because on. it's fucking dull. Hang on. Hang but on for a sec. if it is, oh, hang on, it's Louis Theroux following real-life cops doing it for an hour, then yeah, I'll follow that because that gives me an insight into real life, not a fictionalised version of the world. Right. Hang on then. Okay. So you're not saying the world is boring. You're saying the world set in a fictional world that we... That's the boring Yeah. Thing. Not the world yes. is boring. No, the Earth right now, or in recent past, or even like back in medieval ages, as a background for a fiction, is dull. Okay. Why would someone want to watch Breaking Bad, which is just set in our world involving people you don't know or would never interact with, when you could be watching something that explores much grander ideas in a much more interesting kind of location or set or area. Right. Now I get you. Now, now I get what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Right. But the world is fucking boring. The real world is fucking boring. <laughs> you just said, <laughs> Benny, help me. You just said it wasn't that boring when it comes to no, rocks no. on the if, coastline. If I was, <laughs> no, if help I me. was Michael Palin... And I was paid by the BBC or ITV to go round the world and experience all these different cultures. It wouldn't be boring. That's why I enjoy watching those things, because I live through that. There was a whole series on some Japanese channel on Sky where it it was basically the Japanese tourist board paid for a load of documentaries of foreign people travelling around Japan on the Japanese rail network. And... Doing 50% of that was just talking about the trains. And I found that fascinating. I thought that was amazing. They've got loads of different trains. There's a train in Japan where it has penguins on it. They put real-life penguins on the train and walk up and down the carriages. And you can, like, pet them and interact with them. That's really interesting. But if that was a procedural crime drama and they had to go onto that train to solve a clue... Or find a clue to help them solve the mystery. Like the penguin has ingested someone's wedding ring of of the perpetrator and they've got to evacuate the bowels of the penguin. That would be dull as fuck to me. And is I that don't what Snowpiercer was about? Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never watched it, so I don't know. Something to do with the train or something. I mean, all I'm thinking is I want to go to see this penguin train in Japan. Adam's right to, got a right to his opinion. He's wrong, but he's got a right to it. The real world is interesting. I'm in the real world. I like to think I'm interesting. My little girl, Freya, she's the most interesting thing in the world. I wish there were fictional shows about her birth and the way she came into the world. Yeah. And then going on for Daniel's visit at the weekend, I wish there was a documentary about the 
the um the law of the Cecil Sloths that we have at our house. That'd be incredible. <laughs> I do. Adam does have a point though. He has he has got a point in that if you turn on like my wife will talk about watching shows on TV or fucking Sarah was watching John Wick before I came up here and Georgia watched the first twenty. It was John Wick two, and Georgia watched the first twenty minutes of it or something. And she actually said, do you think it's okay to watch this? And I said, Terry, you watch the news every night. How is this any different? <laughs> All the news is, is fucking murder and death and bombs going off and future disasters and all this kind of shit. I said, so this, this is no difference. At least I can say this to Georgia. This is all made up. It's just a show. It's just a film. It, yeah, yeah. Watch it if you want. Don't watch it if you don't want. It's it's not an issue. So I can, I, I've definitely kind of got up. I can see his point on that side for sure. How soon are you going to leave it until you let Georgia watch Parasite? <laughs> I don't know. Probably like, I don't know, maybe like three or four years. It's not that bad. It's like... No, it's, 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 not a, it's not a scary film, is it? It's just... Um, I, I feel like should be should be interested in the like social um, class warfare of it all. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'd like to watch it quite soon, to be honest. Um, yeah, I definitely would. I definitely would. Yeah. And actually, um, I will say that when Terry put John Wick on and George said, oh, what's this? I said, oh, it's, it's a film called John Wick. And she said, is he a goodie or a baddie? And I said, well, he was kind of a baddie, but now he's a good guy because some people did bad things to him, so it kind of made him into a good guy. And Sarah said, no, no, he's definitely a goodie. I said, Sarah, he used to be a hitman. He killed people for yeah. money. <laughs> That's not a good guy. That's a very, very bad guy. And then, you need to explain then to Georgia do, what an anti-hero is because that's an anti-hero. What he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if we're I don't know if we're up to the, up to speed enough with anti-heroes yet. <laughs> and then I and then I had to give Georgia the speech. I then said to her in the voice, I went, "He once killed three guys in a bar with a fucking pencil. <laughs> a pencil." <laughs> she went, "What are you talking about?" I was like, oh, "It doesn't matter. You don't understand." <laughs> he kills a guy with a pencil in one of the films as well, just to prove that he can do it. And then in John Wick 3, the guys from the raid are in there, which makes it the best uh, best John Wick of all the John Wick. Oh, yeah, I want those guys in every film. Oh, yeah, for sure. Those are <laughs> fucking nuts. They're so nuts. <laughs> and the scene, the scene with the dogs is absolutely unbelievable. How they yeah. bring those two dogs. It's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, she absolutely. She those dogs, didn't she, for like a year or something. Yeah. So they got to know her. And it's amazing. It's so fascinating to kind of go through all that for a film. Like, we we basically live with these two dogs for a year. What? Why? <laughs> well, because they need to do whatever you say. Okay, then. I guess so. But it's based around real life, so it's boring. <laughs> <laughs> they're it's, actual, it's like, network. they're humans involved, so it's a piece of shit film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I once saw a dog in the street, therefore that's... <laughs> <laughs> I can say this because he's not here to defend himself because his network's dropped. So <laughs> we have to talk. That's about right. We'll, we'll leave this in. Leave it in. Oh hell yeah, we're leaving it in. <laughs> we're leaving it in. And I'll tell him I'm going to leave it in as well. <laughs> I got to say, Georgia asked me. Uh, I told I told her yesterday. I said you got you've got to tidy your room. It's it's a bit too messy. So she did the classic. <laughs> oh my god! Like, All right, come on, it's fine. Just tidy your room. So she says, okay, okay, fine. So about 45 minutes go by. She calls me up and she says, how am I doing? I said, yeah, you're doing okay. That's, yeah. you know, that's fine. She says, right, ignore that corner there. It was messy. Ignore that pile there. There was a big pile of mess. And she said, ignore my desk. 
I was like, okay. She says, is it still bad? I was like, well, I can't ignore those three things, Georgia, because you're asking me to not look at the mess when there's a mess there. I was like, the mess exists. So, yes, it's still messy. She was like, oh, God, can't you just ignore it? I was like, no, I can't ignore it. Like, there's a mess. Like, clean up the mess, and then I won't have to look at it or pretend it's not there. I feel like it's an important thing to teach kids. Like, and I don't think, well, I'm sure my mum and dad tried to teach teach it to me, but it didn't really um, sink in. It's that like you need to get this, these rubbish, like boring, chorey jobs out of the way, and then you can like enjoy yourself afterwards. Like, get them done like as quick as you can, and then it's done, and you don't have to worry about it again. And I think well, as soon as like Georgia figures that out, she'll see that it's like actually, oh, I need to. If I do this properly, I get more time like playing on my little guitar or whatever she gets up to nowadays. Yeah, I've tried. I've tried to impart that to her. That kind of look. Just when I ask you to do something, just do it as quickly as you can, as best that you can do it, and then that's it. It's done. You don't have to worry about it again. You know, I, I, I sometimes say to her, "Well, do you want to do it now or do you want to do it later?" And she'll some. And when she says, "I want to do it later," then I'll say to her, "Yeah, but if you do it later, you've got to think about it all day until yeah, you do it." Exactly. But that's hard though. I used to do, I used to be the same. I used to procrastinate so much. You know what? Like, exactly. Like, oh. Yeah. You know, like, homework was the worst, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like, when's this due in? Tuesday. Fuck. God, I can leave that till Monday. <laughs> or you can just <laughs> do it now, Daniel, and get it done so it's done, and you ain't got to think about it. I will say though, I can't she's do it. Very to- good I can't do it today. It's Sunday. Let the weekend yeah. be the weekend. <laughs> this is not a work day. What are you mad? <laughs> no, nobody works on a Sunday. It's a day of rest. Yeah, exactly. Jesus said that. Oh, That's God, what my weirdly know. Christian primary school told me. Was it? Yeah, I don't know anything about... I don't know a single thing about religion at all, even Christianity. I, I guess people would assume I was Christian because I'm a, a white guy from the north of England. I don't know if there's, like, Catholics <laughs> around here. See, I don't even know that. Like, are there Catholics yeah. around here? I don't know. I don't know. But I know not anything. I All I know is literally the nativity because I've heard it for, like, three years when Georgia was doing it, when she was a baby. The baby Jesus. In the nursery. Yeah, the baby G. I, I know nothing else about anything. My, my friend Ali, who's a Muslim, I ask him questions all the time that mm-hmm. I have no clue about. I'm like, dude, what does this mean? Like, why do you like why do you celebrate these things or do these things? Or... And he'll just, you know, he'll just explain. And I'm like, okay, cool, that's cool. And I'm not, to be fair as well, I'm, fa- I'm fairly sure of the same. I'm not anti-religion. I'm just, okay, cool. Uh, I do, but I just don't know anything about it to know about it. Ah, he is oh. back. Jesus, I had to reset the wireless adapter. Uh, that was about 36. It's fine, we just carried on. We just carried yeah, we've gone on about you. All right. Dan was talking yeah. mad Fuck shit you. about you. Yeah, I was talking crazy shit about you behind your back. Fuck you guys then. <laughs> <laughs> what was I saying? What were we talking about? You were talking oh, about yeah, just... um, how you don't understand religion. Yeah, I, I don't know a single thing about religion. I mean, you went to a, you went to a, a Sunday school and stuff, didn't you, Adam? I did. I went to an evangelical Sunday school. Wow. Which is why I'm an atheist now. Because <laughs> they're terrible. <laughs> Let's bring him now, into the fold. The no, it'll push him away. Nice. <laughs> we need to name this episode where Adam just rants about shit for an hour. Yeah. <laughs> Adam can finally talk to people without <laughs> it being about video games and then shows why no one talks to him. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, I, I went I went to one and it, it was fine, you know. It was more the youth club side of things that I was interested in, uh, which was a Sunday school and then they had like what we call Thursday Club, which is like an an hour or two in the evenings on a Thursday evening where we would go, we would have to sit and listen to some Bible stuff, but then for like an hour and a half we could play and do crafts and things, which for kids in my like working class area, that that was a very good thing. It, it helped us integrate better with the rest of society, <laughs> if you put it that way, because we we had that communication between people and we learned, you know, some good morals from the end of it. I was converted to the church of Disney on a Sunday, the Disney Club on a Sunday, and that is what kept me from going to Sunday school. It was a choice between, do I really want to sing hymns, or do I want to watch the Aladdin TV show? And yeah. the Aladdin TV show won out. Of course. So that that's why I ended. But then my brother went, who's 14 years younger than me, and he was a, a nativity at that, sc- that church around Christmas time. Uh, and I attended, I, I must have been like 20, 21, I think it was while I was at uni, I, I attended and like watched him in it, and then they took a break halfway through the nativity, and the preacher got up, who wasn't around when I was there, and in the middle of this like kids nativity, with all these kids like dressed up like donkeys and sheep and shepherds and stuff like that, he starts going on about how gay people are horrible, and it's oh their fault that they're going to hell because they're gay, and I immediately went... Right, I'm done with religion, I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> and he even, he saw that on me and came up to me after the nativity and started like preaching at me and saying, you know, there are more books that say Jesus was real than it was that Homer, who wrote the Odyssey, was real. And I was like, but Homer wrote the Odyssey. Jesus didn't write the Bible. <laughs> so that doesn't work out and we just got into this bit of an argument and my mum had to step in and just go you know what this is probably not the time and place so like yeah you're right (laughs) so i never had anything to do with churches apart from like pretending to be christian for the wedding bands and stuff when we got married and attending a certain church in a certain parish so we could have them read so we could get married uh, and that type of stuff uh, yeah, and Which I can also, what you I can also confirm that my... being at your wedding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So yeah, that that's because my, my wife at the time she she was religious and she was Christian and she understood that I wasn't and it wasn't for me. But I was happy to go to church, you know, to support her because she wanted to go and on some Sundays and things like that. It was an important part of her background. So it was like, yeah, that's fine. Just don't expect me to actually sing the hymns and like say amen and things like that. Reached a fine balance, but no. That that's my brief foray into religion and why I'm no longer religious. <laughs> if that was the original question. But no, no, your original question was did I go to Sunday school? Yes, I did. I could have just said so, that. Well, that's fine. <laughs> is no, that I where the name um, is that where the name Chrysler came from? The fact you were married to a religious lady? No. No. <laughs> Christ I, 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 I never actually knew this. <laughs> oh, no way. He's, oh, Adam, he's getting into Dan and Adam lore. This is exciting. Oh, my God. <laughs> Christ Lid came right. from, and this is the God's honest truth, this is the first day I ever met Adam, yep. ever. And I knew immediately after what I'm going to tell you, we're going to be friends for life because this guy gets it. We were sat 
outside our college on the grass at the front. First day, first day, dead easy. Just fucking turn up, meet everybody, have a chat, see how you're doing. Didn't really talk yeah. about it much until we were sat outside. And I said to the kind of little, I can't remember, do you know what, as well? I cannot remember a single other person who was sat with us. You're the only person, yeah. and I know there were other people there, but you're the only person <laughs> I remember sitting there. And I said to Adam, who's the greatest superhero of all time? And Adam said... Jesus. Because Jesus technically was a a superhuman. Yeah. Because he was God incarnate. <laughs> exactly. Like, and that made me laugh my yeah. ass off. And then we got into like the whole bit about... But like miracles were a form of superpower. He could walk on water. He could raise the dead and cure the blind. That's like that's Superman level stuff. That's better than Superman because yeah. Superman can't do that, and Jesus can. And then we got into like, okay, well, if we if he is a superhero, what's his superhero identity? And then we came up with Christ Man, <laughs> which I'm is sure even a funnier as well. because yeah. <laughs> It was set to the Spider-Man theme tune. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was like, of course Christ it was. Man, Christ man does whatever a messiah can. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, that was... <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> You're right. Oh, my God. So I've got a question for you, then, carrying on from that. Was Jesus the original man-man? Is he the progenitor oh. of the, the man-man name? Is Jesus the original man-man? That's really tough. <laughs> wouldn't Adam... Wouldn't... Not, not Adam. This Not this Adam... The original, yeah. you know, Adam and Eve. Wouldn't Adam be the original man-man? <laughs> well, no, because he didn't have a belly button. So uh, he couldn't have been point. bitten by a radioactive man because there were no other men unless, like, one of his sons bit him. Oh, shit. Maybe we're that's what happened. Neck thing here, maybe, <laughs> maybe Abel, maybe Abel became, like, radioactive and, like, feral <laughs> and bit Adam and Cain had to take him out. <laughs> That's why Cain you know invented why, murder. You know why um, to save Adam. <laughs> you know why Abel was radioactive, don't you? Because somebody said, what? "Do you know there's been a massive nuclear disaster at Chernobyl?" He's like, "That's fucking boring." I'll go there. Shit. He walked over there. I was like, "Ah, whatever." <laughs> walked back. Was radioactive. Bit Adam. Man, man. There we go. Done it. We solved the mystery. <laughs> don't you mean it was Chernobyl? Oh, for fuck's sake. Chernobyl. <laughs> there's your name, there's your title of the podcast. So on the back of you not being... Are you, so, sorry, I'm just quickly about the religion thing. Because I was saying to Benny that I have no clue about any religions at all. Not a single... I okay. only know the nativity. And that is not even a joke. I'm not even trying to be funny. I only know what's in the nativity. I don't even know if that's true or not. But oh, you, that's don't all know, I know. you don't know about Palm Sunday? No, I don't even know what that is. What is that? Palm Sunday is when uh, Jesus returned on, on his donkey and people laid out palms on the path for him to light and his donkey to walk on. That's You're missing a trick here, right? Because you could tell me anything and I believe you. <laughs> and I'd repeat it paraphrasing. <laughs> he couldn't touch the floor because he'd just go straight through. Because dying and coming yeah. back from the dead makes you really dense. So he would have penetrated yeah. the core of the earth. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you could tell me anything. Yeah, that is no. what Palm Sunday's for. That's why they okay. call it Palm Sundays, because okay. the Palm yeah, didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. No, I had no idea. Yeah, I mean, there, there are, like, loads of, like, religious... Like, in the Christian faith, from the church I went to with my ex-wife, there are loads of special days, like, 13th Wednesday after Pentecost. <laughs> and you're like, okay, why... What, what is that? And then they explain it during the, uh, like, 
the sermon and they go, right, here's a Bible quote about it. And then traditionally, these are the hymns we sing on this particular day. So turn to these hymns in your hymn book. So it's very organised. I suppose that's why they call it an organised religion. But it's very organised in that sense. Uh, There are particular things you have to do on particular days. Uh, And that's just Christianity. And there are so many different versions. Like I've been to a Church of England church for my bands and they were like in this really old like grand church there's about 10 people in there and 90 percent of them are pensioners who were just been clinging on for years but like they've got an altar boy going down swinging a big incense burner and stuff like that and you're thinking oh my god is it's a catholic church or and then you realize okay they must just do this in lots of different faiths then and then we're going to a different church of england school and uh school church and it's just dull boring normal hymns that's what we got married uh, and then yeah the evangelicals which are very very bigoted in certain cases not all of them obviously i can't speak on an individual basis just on my experience I, i've seen a lot of bigotry in that type of setting so yeah wow. and that's just christianity and then when you think you roll that out across all the different religions and all the different sects yeah, yeah. Uh, and like all the fake religions like Scientology, which isn't real, isn't religion, it's a huge scam. Yeah. So come at me, Scientology. But <laughs> Hang on then, shouldn't you find uh, that really shouldn't that be your religion? Because it's science fiction and made up. Again, no, I know nothing about that's it. That's like saying, oh, may as well be a Jedi. No. Oh, fair point, be. yeah. Good and point, I'm yeah, more likely point. to be a Jedi than I would be a Scientologist, because Scientology is a scam. It's not yeah, just true. something from fiction. It's, it's no more of a fiction than, I suppose, any other religion, but yeah. at least those are based upon, usually, historical events. So you have like to pay money to be, like... And things like that up. appears in lots of religions. Don't you have to, like, pay money inside the yeah. to, like, third up the food chain, kind of, basically, like, more important kind of thing? Or... Exactly. And, and that's why celebrities are usually quite high up in the pecking order. People like Tom Cruise, who devotes a lot of his money and a lot of his time and effort to that practice. Right, uh, okay. And so people grow fat off that in the background, and it enables them to have more power over more people, which could be applied to lots of different religions. It's just Scientology is doing it now and not in the medieval ages. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's right, yeah. God, it's, I, like, I am fascinated by it. I do find it interesting and but by the same time, like yeah, I was saying to Ben, I'm not, I'm not anti-religion. I just don't believe it. But I'm not, you know, you want to believe? Fucking yeah. go nuts, you know, whatever. But I, I do. Worry I, I'm that... not anti-religion, and unless it's harmful. To yeah, you, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, that's what like, I was going to say as well. I'm not saying if there was a religion that protected uh, or was against like paedophiles, and therefore I would be against that. No, of course not. But if there was a religion which I've experienced, which has expressly said these people who are born the way they are and have no control over that, let's hate them for it because a book says so, whilst not believing everything in that book or abiding by everything in that book, that's just bigotry masked behind something else. Yeah, definitely. That, and all the, yeah, like, all the fucking shit with the Catholic Church and all but that. Religion, yeah. But, like you know, fucking sham- you like shameful and shambolic the mm-hmm. the stuff yeah. that went on and 
you know, like you hear about there was a, a school in like was it Jersey or an Isle of Wight or and like they just found a mass grave full of like oh, children's no, bodies. Canada. Yeah, that was in Canada very recently. Uh, well, that's like not, yeah, Roman that was in Catholic... indigenous indigenous peoples, wasn't it as well? Or was yeah, that it was one? Roman Catholic indigenous peoples school, and they found two hundred children's bodies there. And, and you just obviously think, the fuck, Catholic like... Church being completely silent about it. Yeah, of course. Whereas I think they've got a relatively progressive pope. You know, relative being the operative term there, that yeah, they yeah. would have mentioned something about it. But this this is what happens when people get into a a structure that gives power over lots of other people for no good reason. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Yeah. Completely. It's yeah. very weird. I, I think it's religion has its place, and it's a way of explaining who we are, why we're here, what can we do in the world around us to make it better for ourselves and other people. That's the good part of religion. Like I said earlier, when we look at all the religions... Uh, like the the Euro-Asian religions, we see a lot of similarity with the stories, like Jesus appears in the Prophet, in other religions, like Hinduism and uh, Islam. The Great Flood appears in all the religious texts of societies and religions around this area of the world. So you think there is some truth to it. This event must have happened... And it's been passed down and passed down and passed down till it's got to the point where it's been interpreted to how it is now. But even how it is right now is different than how it was 50 years ago, 100 years ago, 150, and so on. Yeah, it evolves absolutely. over time. Yeah, you can take you can take something from exactly yeah 100 years ago, 1920, and you go back and you go, oh, actually, yeah, it didn't exactly happen like that. Actually, it was more this kind of thing because people will twist yeah. the story to how they want it to be heard or to benefit themselves or. And I think, like, with religion, I can kind of get it made sense way, way, way back in the day. You know, like, I'm talking, like, when we're in the year hundreds, not into the thousands, because nobody was ever going to go into the sky. Nobody was ever going to go into the sea. You could sail across it, but you couldn't go in it. So, of course, there's a God who lives under the sea who controls it. Of course, there's a man who lives in the sky who controls it. And then... As soon as air travel gets invented or submarines get invented, well, now the story's got yeah. to change. And when I was a kid, it was heaven is in the sky. You, I was, we were taught yeah. at school explicitly heaven is in the sky. And then I remember, yeah. I remember going on a plane once and being like, now hang on a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm thinking there's something a bit wishy-washy about this. Yeah. And, it, and it's, yeah, that's, it's just that. And I guess at the time, religion was a way to make people accountable. Don't do this or the gods will be pissed. You know, I guess it was well, yeah. a way to stop people doing bad things. I mean, but if, like you say, you know, then people get corrupted over time and the fucking power thing. And yeah, it's just a slippery slope from there, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you can tell if someone is a devout Christian as to whether or not they follow all the rules in Deuteronomy, which is a book of the Bible which lists all of the rules you need to follow to be a devout Christian. Okay. Uh, and it's in the Old Testament, so obviously that that's also part of the uh, the Jewish religion. So there are aspects that carry over, but Deuteronomy basically lists a lot of things that could be applicable to the society at that time, several thousand years ago. Because obviously it's before Jesus was born, so it's not just 2,000, it's older than that. But it's things like, if you have damaged testicles, you can't get into the kingdom of God. Now, whether that means heaven or whether that means coming into a church, you can't do it. 
If what? you wear clothes made of more than one type of material, you can't <laughs> get into heaven. No, my if cotton. you are a menstruating woman, you should be shunned <laughs> and not be talked to. Uh, if your if your brother's wife is a widow, you're allowed her now. She's yours. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. If if you are a woman who has been raped and has a baby from that rape, you are stoned uh, to death, even though that is against your control. That's out of your control, but it's just that value that you have in that society is nil and naught. So, Fucking hell. Yeah, th- there's a lot of stuff within that Bible that where you can look back and you can go, okay, the Bible says don't eat shellfish, that's fine, because if I was a, a shepherd way back in biblical times, it's probably not a good idea for me to eat unrefrigerated prawns that when, when I'm in the desert. Good point. Because that might make me poorly. Uh, the same with pork, for example, because it contains a lot of parasites back then. So yeah, that's probably a bad meat to eat. So you can see how certain things evolved into how they are now. But that doesn't mean that our current society should accept that. Yeah. Otherwise, if, if you aren't willing to evolve with societal changes, and you are going to be, no, the Bible says this, so we have to follow it then you have to follow the whole Bible. You can't pick and choose if you're not evolving with current times. I like uh, I like the idea of some farmhand in Texas getting kicked in the nuts by a horse and crying, not because only now he's got a mangled dick, but because now he won't get into heaven as well. He's just, his <laughs> life is just, life is just end because he's just lost everything. I, I, I'm hell. just going to find this because I know, because it's one of my big things that I... I'm aware of. I think it's Deuteronomy 23.17. Deuteronomy 23.17 is no Israelite where the man or woman may become a temporal prostitute. So, <laughs> there we go. That's, that's one That's one of the things. Or uh, Fucking hell. Oh yeah, Deuteronomy 22.21 She should be brought to the door of her father's house, and there the men of her town shall stone her to death. She's done an outrageous <laughs> thing in Israel by being promiscuous while still in her father's house. Purged <laughs> the evil from among Jesus. you. So, you know, if you want to be a good Christian, if your daughter's going out while she still lives with you and having it away with the fellas, the whole village has got a stone it to death, I'm afraid. Get those. <laughs> get down to uh, your local garden centre, get some ornamental rocks and get ready. <laughs> exactly. Get a bag of shale. <laughs> <laughs> it's the world's longest stoning. They only had pebbles. What am I supposed to do? This is bullshit. Sound the stoning horn. <laughs> no, it was. So, so it's Deuteronomy 23 1. No one whose testicles are crushed or whose male organ is cut off shall enter the assembly of the Lord. So sorry, Wayne Bobbitt. You ain't going into the assembly of the Lord. Oh, man, that's so unfair. Yeah, it's it's like, bad enough. It's. Yeah, yeah, it's bad enough you lose your fucking junk through some horrendous accident, but now I can't go to heaven. Fucking hell. Exactly. Like, what did Wayne Bobbitt do to prevent him going into the assembly of the Lord? Why was it so bad? And why why did society applaud Lorena Bobbitt for doing that? She denied him heaven. That's very bad. America, you're supposed to be a very faithful Christian nation. Yeah, come on, Americans! What are we doing here? I think we should have a. Uh, I think we need to. Yeah, we need to retcon this Lorena Bobbitt story and maybe, maybe sound the stoning horn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any advice this week, Adam? 
Right, well, we're changing things up a bit, slightly. Damn, uh, I knew about instead, this. Instead of us dispensing uh, bad advice from the historical times, because there's only so much bad advice out there, what, what I'd like us to do is offer advice to people, whether they listen to the show or not. You may have heard of Quora, which is like the new version of Yahoo Answers. And on there, people can go on, ask a question, and get answers from people. <coughs> Just random strangers who may have no experience with the particular situation, but do have an internet connection and a Quora account. So that, that's, that's their level of expertise. I've been having a look through some of the, uh, the questions that have been asked recently, and I've come up with a blinder, and I'd like to ask it to all three of us so we can dispense our worldly wisdom and our opinions on this. Nice. Okay. Sounds so, good. Let's go. My GF, I assume girlfriend, like a friend who is a girl, who is like a sister to me, changes her newborn's diapers on my couch. One time, she asked for my couch blanket, put it on the floor, and changed him on it. Am I overreacting and thinking she is inconsiderate? She's taking a fucking piss uh, is what she's first. doing. Yeah, no, you're not overreacting at all. I don't care, ironically, as we just mentioned it, I don't care if it's the baby Jesus's diaper change or nappy change. If you get shit on my couch, there's a fucking problem going to be happening. Because it's yeah. poo. You've got poo or piss on my couch. 100% agree. Yeah. I mean, God invented plasticky, foam-filled changing mats for a Hell yeah. Lifesavers. That, that, yeah, exactly. that was an invention from God himself, I We swear. have two of them, and they are the best things ever. We have a downstairs exactly. one and an upstairs one. And the little fold-out waterproof ones that you get in the nappy bag, perfection. Absolutely. Get a tea towel. If you need to put something down and and some newspaper, you don't put something that someone sits on on a couch. Now, the only time I could say maybe that's acceptable is if it's a leather couch or pleather, so it's wipeable surface and it's just wet. There's no poo in it. Then maybe that's fine. As long as still they've got something underneath them. So there's no direct contact. Yeah, because like even even the cover that goes on the couch, fuck. I mean, okay, yeah, I I really do not want you to do it. But if you are <laughs> absolutely caught in a pinch and there's literally nothing else, fine. You can have the throw that goes on my couch, and I can stick it in the washing machine. If you get shit all yeah. over my couch cushions, I can't put that in the washing machine. I've just got to leave it on the fucking <laughs> front yard, like I'm an extra from Shameless or something. I can't, you know, what am I supposed to do? I can't get poo yeah. out of my couch. That's disgraceful. Unless they're playing a very, very serious game of The Floor is Lava. That could be another reason. (laughs) The Floor is Lava or The Couch is Shit. (laughs) (laughs) If The the Floor is Lava, then the mother is being very um, unprepared by not having the changing bag with the fold-out changing mat on it, because that doesn't count as lava, so she can put the baby on that at a moment's notice. Yeah. That's true. Again, just, just I, I, I feel like your, I feel like the whole thing is down to <laughs> down to poor preparedness from the uh, from the baby mama's perspective, and she should be shunned by society for changing yeah. the child's bum what, on the what, sofa. 
Would would that be at the point of uh, being stoned by all the men? I'm getting the stone and horn out right now. Or is that just a shunning? <laughs> yeah, that no, that's a that's a. <laughs> this is how we need to dispense advice every week. That's is it a stoning or is it a shunning or is it a heavening? <laughs> if it's good, it's a heavening. If it's bad, it's a stoning. In the middle, shunning. We're back to the Netflix yeah. system. Poo on the couch, bad. <laughs> Hitler, also bad. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. This this person that has every right to be annoyed. It's a it's a consensus yeah. from us. I'm annoyed just listening to it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm annoyed. It's not even my couch. It's got my dad. There All we right. go. So there we go. It's good new segment. I like it. I like it. New segment. And if you yourself have a question that you like to submit for us to dispense advice, oh, then oh please do so. You can either reach us on Twitter, Dan. You. Uh, manage our Twitter feed. What's the Twitter handle? Yeah, it's at men underscore babies. Yes. So you can uh, tweet at us on there. Our email address is also on that uh, Twitter account. So you can just send that in. And we, we will dispense our worldly advice and decide whether you should be stoned or shunned or heavened. <laughs> <laughs> I like the org- I like the way this is very organic. I love it. I'm yes. very happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, good stuff. There we go, folks. We'll talk to you next week. Too late. Paul went out for bad baby names and advice. We hardly knew you. Oh, F, F in the chair. <laughs> <laughs>